What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, so much happening in the world today, and we have this is a, a packed one. We have Chris here. Hello. Urbano's here. Hello. Nat's here. Hi. This is an all star, all star group. This is uh, it's really a day at work. What's happening in the world today? I don't know. Who <clears> it's not what's happening in the world today. <laughs> it's what's happening in the world when this will air, because this will air more than likely on exactly Urbano's 50th birthday. Uh-oh. Wow. It's quite, so, Bono, do you, yes. how, do you, how do you feel about turning 50? Is this a moment for you? Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. It hasn't happened yet. To be yeah, clear. yeah. But it's like, wow. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of uh, where am I, what did I do, where have I been, how much have I smoked? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, wow, this is a good place to be like, where do I want to go? You know Do you I mean? think about how you thought about fifty-year-olds when you were younger? Oh yeah, you know, everybody that says you're because I'm starting to feel her years are fifty is losing their mind. I, I didn't think that you were fifty. Thank you. Or almost. Every well, person like, what are you? Why are you guys going away? I'm like, oh, for Urbano's fiftieth. I'm like, what? Every time. Um, I mean, I had something to say and I forgot it. Well, that's big. It's great because it's not just a podcast. <laughs> kind, of, kind of important. Well, you started by saying there's a lot happening in the world today. And then you said that you know the future because there's a lot happening in the world later in life. And then you said you're not. Well, no, we got we got our big trip. We got some, some last minute additions to said trip. Have we you talked about the trip on here? Uh, no. No, we have not talked about the trip at all. Um, we, uh, we, we, well, we teed it up that we had a surprise for Urbano. Yes. And we had, um, I thought Urbano for, um, as, as long as I knew him in the very beginning, um, hated my guts because when I would see him, the show Versace was coming out and, um, I would all obnoxiously the way, uh, what's his name? The actor, Darren Chris, Darren Chris says, Signore Versace. Every time I saw him, he had this long flowing hair. And he would go and rub my shoulders for half a second and walk away. And I knew he was probably saying something like, this guy's such a dick. And then he would leave and have multiple orgies. So it was very much like Versace in a lot of different ways. So we are going. So we we had this weird thing from the jump. I told Urbana that story from the very beginning. And um, when we all started working together. And when we have been separately in Miami, we will not go to the mansion without each other. We've made our little inside joke. So... Um, we're uh, we're all going down. We're doing uh, uh, Versace Mansion for you know a few days so we can come back before it's crazy. Can I give a shout out to PBA to the Professional Bowlers Association? <laughs> yeah. So what, what, how did that? So yeah, okay. before that happens, <laughs> I I went on Twitter as I do so well, and I tweeted about um, bowling and professional bowling, and they were kind enough to invite me to their semifinals uh, while we're in Miami. So I'm gonna be going. Uh, I'm gonna be a little late to Miami because nice. I'm going to the PBA thing. And honestly, it's um, – I know Dear Albie is a community. It's a super welcoming community. Everyone's been so nice. And I got invited to go to this thing that I really have no business being invited to. And all these people that are participating and, like, in the competition, like, we're excited to meet you. And I'm like, this is really um, – I, I, I kind of feel like I'm going to get down there. There was a commercial a long time ago where um, this, like, little guy would go into restaurants. And he'd be like, hi, t- I have a table for two under Michael Jordan. And everyone got really upset when it oh, was yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like that's gonna happen. Like yeah. there's like a famous Chris Manzo that like started bowling, and they don't know that I'm not him. Like I don't know who they think is showing up, but I'm excited, and this is like, fun. So if anyone, um, you know, ever wants to watch bowling on TV, mm. you should. Yeah. Or if you don't want to watch, just give it a try for me because they were nice to me and I want them to do well. Well, I'll say you made me watch like two seconds. Did did you? You you showed me like the whatever when they were like playing like 
competition. Right. And it was fun to watch. It's fun. It's yeah. a good production value. So that's what I, I tweeted out. I was like, they're doing a good job. Like Because when, when football's over, sports channels panic. Like, they have no idea what to do on Sundays. And I that's a fun thing for me. I like yeah. watching people try to, like, make something out of a sport. But bowling stuck. I was like, oh, this is working for me. And I like it. So now I'm going. Nice. And I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll take pictures. Apollo's 50 and Chris is bowling. Right. Nice. What are you doing, Nat? Yeah. What am I doing? Um... I got my hair done today, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks great. Well, not noticing. that obvious. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, it is several shades lighter, um, but these are men, and I, I don't expect that much. I expect more from you, Urbano. No, it's, yeah, well, me too. Did you notice Thank for real? You. Yeah, no, I didn't. Do you get yeah. offended, Nat? Do you get offended when, when if, if we don't notice that? No, I get offended if, like, my partner doesn't notice it, but, like, my work guys, like, yeah, it's fine. You guys don't give a shit. It's fine. I'm pretty good at noticing. You're really good. I'm you notice good. when I get my nails done. Yeah. Which I really Or your like your makeup change or your yes, hair. Like that, I wish yeah. That I appreciate. But the hair is fine. Is yeah. that is that something Bana that you um um do intentionally or you notice that stuff? Yes. <laughs> I do it intentionally and I notice. Um, Natalie said, Do you notice something? And I said, <laughs> Your hair. And she was like, Good job. I said, I have to be honest with you. I'm I'm now trained when I hear that question Shot to just say dark. your hair. I yeah. knew yeah. immediately that it was a blind guess, <laughs> and he did not notice anything about my hair at all. So um, I'm excited, obviously, to have everyone on. We have some good questions. We have an announcement later too. That, well, do, I was going to say, do you guys want to announce it I now? Feel you just want to get it out. This? We should. Okay. Because what if we have like some depressing question? Be like, I can't deal with this right now. Because I have to be honest with you. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and I'm in. I like it. You know what I mean? On all the other stuff, because I just think obviously it'll be good. But I don't. I don't. I'm not in the same club. Okay. So I'm well, try, trying to understand how it's going to work. So I think putting it out into the universe of the community. They can help us. Yes. Yeah. And we get it We're going. not going to say the name that we have in mind, right? Since no. we, all we've yeah. really done is just say it. Yeah. Let's we just haven't keep looked that. into it if it even exists. Mm. So something about me, if I have an idea, I don't look to see if it already exists because that's a dream killer thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I want to like roll with it. So, um, you know, we've, we've been uh, Nando and Al for a long time since we've been doing Dear Albie, honestly, it's from the very beginning. We've been trying to figure out what kind of show that um, that I could do uh, with with a group, and I don't like doing anything by myself. And I never really wanted to do anything at all. And then um, once Natalie started working here at the Berkeley, and I, I was driving to Urbano, uh, Urbano, and I were driving to work every day. We kind of organically noticed that we talk about books a lot and, and reading and stuff like that. So here is my question: It's really not an announcement yet. It's more of a question of hey. Do you want me to make an announcement? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're thinking about creating a book club podcast for uh, community members and to grow our own community. Uh, we all do like the bookstore thing. We usually leave with some kind of ridiculous story about that. And we were considering maybe um, shooting for a book a month, if that's not too ambitious. Yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Um, we'll keep it light. We'll, we'll make it things that are pretty entertaining, easy to read, um, Any you know, Things that Reese Witherspoon would approve of. I guess she's the new Oprah on books. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. Okay. So if we're interested, um, and I'm sure, who does social these days? That is a separate announcement. (laughs) Okay. All right. So whoever's doing social, they could like put up a little poll. Here's the thing. If everyone's like, we're not interested in doing that, we're not going to do it. If everyone's overwhelmingly interested in doing it, we might panic a little bit because of pressure. Yeah. Uh, if everyone's marginally interested, That's no, I'm perfect. just, no, I'm joking. If, everyone, if, be, if it's something that people would be into, it's not really like we talked about it internally that it's something that we really just enjoy. We want to try to do like a book a month. There's not a lot of people that are reading the same thing as you where you get to have a fun conversation about it. We've done a lot of work talking to people about 
um, getting authors, doing book sign giveaways and mm-hmm. fun stuff like that, that we kind of have some groundwork laid that if we decide that we want to do this, we could do it. But um, I don't know if the kids still read, you know? Well, I think it's it's important to tell everybody, like, we don't want it to be, like, a boring-ass book club. Like, it's going to be, like, fun and cool as much as it can be that I now said that it's cool, fun and cool. That was very much cool, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Thank you no, guys the, so much. The idea is to be fun. It, it's to kind of, yeah, Nat, Yeah, like, we're going to gonna talk about it, like, we talk to each other about yeah. books. It's not going to be ultra-professional. like the way And it would, it would probably be two episodes a week, the way we see it, of kind of giving a heads up here's the chapters we're reading today because sometimes you know if you read you know like sometimes a chapter is one page so we're gonna say we're going from pages you know 13 to 36 uh we have till tuesday to do it and we're all gonna recap do you guys currently like read the same books to get like you do you say to each other have you read this or do you like read this we've read a lot of the same stuff at different times and it becomes hard to talk about because we don't we're not in it just throwing this out there we all have the same job when do you guys have the time to read I read, I read every, every morning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I call out at least 45 minutes a day for yeah. myself. Do you do an audio book? I, I do an audio book on the way to work, but that's not considered reading, I guess, apparently, I've learned. But yeah. I, when I go home, I carve out 45 minutes when in, in bed to read. It's kind of like listening. So I listen to nonfiction, if we're going to start, because this is yeah. kind of what it would be. I listen to nonfiction books that I would never read with my eyes, but things that I want to learn. Like right now, I'm learning about the history of the 10-year golden age of pirates. Wow. Oh, yes. Anyone that knows me knows I love pirates. I fucking love pirates. Um, But that's not a great – it's like a 500-page read. I would never read that. So I read fiction. I listen to nonfiction. Um, But we would do a vote after every book of, like, what's what's the club want to do because you'd all be club members. Mm -hmm. And we all have different perspectives as to why we read, what we look for, when we're reading, what we take from reading. So I think it's interesting. So my question, I guess, now is should we keep going and gauge interest from people – or should we stop and people be like, wait, I want to know more. Maybe we should you know? put a pin in it. Because it, Urbano makes a good point. We have three totally different approaches. Yeah. Whenever we discuss a book, it's like, I like the way he wrote it. I like this. I like that. Mm-hmm. So we have our first one, uh, our first kind of finalist picked out of what we want to read uh, with, with a group of people. It's not about being an overwhelming majority, but if there's people that we know that are interested in it, I don't, uh, what, do you, what do we do? We have a tweet? We yeah, sure. A chime. Do yeah, a chime. chime. Do a chime. Chime. Yeah. Chime. And then we'll start it immediately because it's it's reading season. It's summertime. Let yeah. us know what you think of the, the book club. I'm very excited for you guys. We'll be doing that here, I'm sure. This is going to be a very, very fun one. We have an awesome name, by the way. I just don't know if somebody else took it. So yep. we have to Google it we'll later. Go we'll go check. nice and easy on that. And then, um, you know, the, the big thing, it's funny. I just looked at the window, and, and I guess the way I did it must have made everybody <laughs> out the window. Um, Chris, you brought something up. Uh, you brought the word pirate up. I love pirates. And really quick. Um, and Nat, I feel like I'm going to pose this question to you. Sure, sure. Two things that I don't fully understand, but I've been seeing on Twitter. Okay. I know a lot's going on with Johnny Depp. For sure. Am I? Do I like him? Not like him? And what is he trying to accomplish right now? It's a great like pirate him. transition. We like him, and he is fighting. He's trying to sue Amber Heard for defamation of character, um, because she told everyone that he abused her, mm-hmm. and he's claiming that that was inaccurate. So that is what their trial is about right now. You said that very clearly, though. Like, is that everyone's opinion that we all like Johnny Depp? Because I saw some conflicting interest on Twitter. She as well. was on the stand this week, and her testimony seemed a little um, performative, oh. and um, maybe not a hundred percent authentic. So, I think the majority is in 
favor of Johnny Depp. But I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there that believe Amber just hate pirates that hate men or pirates or both or whatever. Does anyone else think it's weird that Virginia is like the the stage that that's I think been it's because they this? they had a a property there or something like that. I think that was every time I see Virginia, I'm like, I just it's, it's so surprising to me. It's for lovers. <laughs> I love that like his fans go and they can sit in the courtroom because it's like a public trial, I guess, and they like laugh at his jokes. It's first come first served. Yeah, like, yeah it's so gotta be. People, people wait outside all morning. Out? Really? But, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Like living, um, like that's awesome. I, I had a couple of. I had Is it really of, though? Uh, yeah. People come in costume. Because like, I went and saw Chaz commentary one man show not long ago. <laughs> I'd rather see him on a witness. Stand. I'll tell you what. Right? I don't know if they yeah, publicize like the cases that are on like a court TV thing. But when when I was young, we had talked about I'm, I'm, I'm in the background episode of Snapped. Very very nice. um, no uh, way. big moment. Oh yeah, big time. Wow. Yeah. Um, we celebrated that as a family that a family member made it to television. Oh yeah, it was huge deal. Facts. Huge deal. We were like, like blown away. Um, and it's pretty intense. Like it's worth going if you can go and do that. Like it's 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 very 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 intense. It was. It was I nuts. would go to jury duty if I knew what the case was. It's unfair they don't tell me. Ahead I will of time. tell you, jury duty is the worst. Terrible. I've never gone. I've never been asked. By the way, I've been asked. I just don't go. Good for you. That's that's. Probably, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, it's like student loan debt. Eventually they'll find I've you. I've never been asked. Not even I was once. asked once, and I just was like, I'm busy that day. I, was and asked I didn't make twice, it, and they never asked me again. And the first time they picked me for the jury. Which mm. it was so stupid and boring, and then the second time they didn't. Pick so me. I was told from people that if you want to get out of it, you just have to be offensive. No, they they're wise to that trick now. They are. It's really difficult for you to get out of it now if you've been selected. That's why you just don't show up. I'm telling you. Uh, we should okay. probably stop recommending that to <laughs> it's fine. people. You know what would be fun to do a dramatic reading of uh, the court tape. There's a girl on TikTok who does that. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. My sister is really you. You know what? A Natalie Lauren. Um, like 60 minute style deep dive oh, wow. into Johnny Depp Amber Heard would be yeah. interesting because Lauren's pretty into this shit Matt, have you too. met Lauren? We'll call it Have You Heard? I met her very briefly once she was here <laughs> and we just like said hi we just introduced ourselves that was it <clears throat> well I mean you know I'm sure um, you've been getting a lot of compliments from the family you know what else feels great compliments in general but especially <laughs> when they're about what you're wearing yep so I did this for you the other day okay um, we're a big fan of Rothy's we love Rothy's okay Rothy's is a bit of a sensitive subject right now. Nat's a little bit upset with me about Rothy's. And I said that I mentioned it in the ad mm-hmm. because they're washable. This is like later on. Okay. Basically, I'm not even reading at this point. I'm just telling, you know, Nat's got a cat. I have two cats. And you it jacks me that. up big time. So I'm like, oh, hey, like, you know, like, you know, we have to. I have the lint roller in the office. We're prepared. It's a whole thing. And, um, but they are, so, I mean, Bono, you know this since you recognize things. You ever been on a, uh, a train maybe and say, hey, those flats are cute? Cute flats? Um, no. <laughs> Just <in general>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have. Net, those flats are so cute you have on today. Oh, thank you so much. But they are also the perfect shoes for commuting and traveling. They're known for chic pointed toe flats, but that's just the beginning. They have tons of iconic head turning and bright, sophisticated colors. Uh, and there's so much to make each. And every shoe feel unique. I got, um, I mentioned this before. So Rothy's was very cool. They sent us some some shoes. Oh, nice. And um, they went to Candace. And Jules didn't talk to me for like three weeks. <laughs> like, legit. Did not talk to me for like three weeks. We're going to get into that, too, because Jules was at the house the other day with her boyfriend. Gonna I was going to say, we it. should talk about okay, it. We're going to talk about it. Wild. Um, Candace is all about it. She said they made him feel stylish. 
Jules is all, oh my God, they're so comfortable. I want them. The washable thing, because Nat threw that in my face. Yeah. And, and I also, to be honest, I saw them on Instagram, and they're very, very cute. So We're going to talk to our friends over there at Rothy's and see if we can get you some more. So your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash dearalbie. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash dearalbie for $20 off your first order. It really did start some, some, some stuff. Nat's logging on right now. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. She is. <laughs> That's what she does. Rothies, yeah, I don't. Know, that felt very. Um, Dear Ali, that's you, the that's the promo code. The the, the sweaty balls thing. It felt very very like that. You know, <laughs> one of the best skits of all time. Very anyway. easily, guys. Do you question. think we're dating ourselves with that? I was just gonna say I don't think that people get that at this. Point. I watch it every Christmas. I think like that I was before us too. Like not before we were live or anything, but like when we were young. Yeah, it was like like nine. Like well, when you were young. <laughs> um, can I tell you one thing before your last question today? Please. We had a pretty decently busy day here at the Berkeley, and we, we, have, uh, we were preparing for a Sweet 16. And um, one of our servers asked me if Sweet 16s existed when <gasps> I was younger. Nice. No. Did she the word existed? Did, they, did no. Sweet 16s exist when you were young? Wow. Was it the same? I said, how old do you think? Was I it the same server that worked at baptism, and I asked her, how are you doing? She goes, I hate kids. Uh, it, it sounds like something she would say, <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, you know what happened? I asked her why she thinks I'm so old, and I told her that when I was a kid, research papers. She asked me if the internet existed when I was a kid, and I was like, for most of the time, yeah. And I said, but um, when I was in school, to show you how new the internet was, first off, I had a class strictly on going on Google, teaching us what Google was. Yeah, and like typing. Like... Yeah, like put your finger on the mm-hmm. W and your other finger on the A. It was a whole thing. The other thing was, if you used the internet for a research paper, you were cheating. So you had to show which encyclopedias you were using, which textbooks you were using, which where your research came from because you weren't allowed to use the internet. And um, Amanda told oh, oh, shit. Uh, the person told me Redacted. that. Redacted. Um, uh, <laughs> um, All right, the, Core TV. The, she, um, she was like, well, ever since you said um, that you've used an encyclopedia before, oh, I wonder wow. what other things existed after you were young. I wonder if she's ever seen a like an encyclopedia in person, no, like held you, one. Ever since I've learned, you've used an yeah. encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. That was the sentence. Yeah, you guys remember World Book? World Book was crazy. My dad had the whole World Book set. Golden Spine and yeah. everything. Like you knew, like you were gonna learn some. We were shit. learning about yeah. aluminum alphabetically. Yeah, a remember the Farmer's Almanac where oh it was just God. like, this is our best shot. Yeah. I yeah. don't really know. It might yeah. rain in March. Yeah, right. It might not. Yeah. Yeah. 64. Yeah. Plant yeah. your seeds. See what happens. And the first time you found it, it was like you had found the book from Back to the Future 2. I, I, that's what I thought it yeah. was. I looked for you scores. Like, Damn. Yeah. I looked for scores. It was big. Four score. Anyway, we're going to help some. We're going to finally help someone. This actually says, please help. All right. We're ready. Uh, Dear Albie, I'm coming to you and anyone else who's on the pod for advice on a hypothetical question, which more than likely will come true. There was a guy I dated who I was madly in love with. My sister actually introduced us. She had a class with him. He and I wanted to get married. We were going to move to another state and buy a house together. We actually broke up. He turned out to be very abusive, verbally and physically. My sister was never friends with him. He hung out with her group of friends. He considered them his friends, but they all ended up hating him because they saw who he truly was to everyone. I heard he's dating someone new. Hypothetically, if he marries this new woman and my sister is invited to the wedding, I'm pretty sure she will go and support it. I'm always going to love him from a distance. I can never move past the things he's done to me. Is it pathetic that I would feel betrayed if she shows one ounce of support to this wedding? Fuck that guy. 
Um, yes and no. I think she did. Um, <laughs> yes and no. I think to be upset with your sister is kind of you still holding on to the to the feelings. Um, but I also understand your sense of loyalty, like your sister going to this guy's wedding if they weren't really friends. And if he was abusive, that kind of adds a little, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I have one little piece of advice, and I mean no shade or anything by this. Um, I think maybe if you're having a difficult time letting go of, of the things that he's done to you, that I don't think it would be a bad idea to maybe speak to somebody, like a counselor yeah. or a therapist, and I mean that in the most positive way possible. I got out of a relationship that really left me with some scars and some damage, and I was a little embarrassed to start going to therapy, but it truly helped me get past that in a way that talking to him would never give me that closure. It, I needed to get it for myself, so that's my recommendation. The the thing, like, with, I, I, I wonder about a question like that and going through that, right? Like, What's interesting about it when I read this, you know, number one, it's a hypothetical question, right? which is w- which wild. Is weird in the sense that, like, well, not weird. Like, uh, 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 interesting, interesting in the sense that that that's got to be so on your mind, yeah, mm-hmm. that you're creating this scenario. That's why I'm saying the therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's why number one, that's obviously great advice and I think really important. But beyond that. It even goes in to say my sister was never friends with him, you know, like I don't know if there's something. Um, uh, well, she says my sister was never friends with him, but he I, I suppose is dating one of her friends. Got it. OK, mm-hmm. it's interesting in the context of, hey, you know, is it messed up for my sister to go to her friend's wedding? The thing about this is... He's dating his sister's friend? It seems like that's like, kind of who, what I'm getting out of this. My thing was, like, I feel like it might be the hypothetical is being taken a little too seriously because, in all honesty, since they're not friends, like, who the hell goes to a wedding that they don't feel like they need to go yeah. to? Like, I only go to a wedding and I'm like, I can't not go to that wedding. Yeah. Because they're not that close. I feel like this is like, I'm not going to that fucking wedding. I and she like has a perfect guy. out. Like, you used to date my sister. And I think you may beat her ass. Like, I'm okay, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You know I, don't what I, mean? wanna, I don't want to be. I there might for that. be the speak now or forever yeah. person, so yeah. don't invite me to yeah. your wedding. Yeah. I don't think people do that anymore. You want to know something? If you omit that, you're a coward. That should be a show in itself, to be honest yeah. with you. Like a live PD for people that are just interrupting oh. weddings. If you omit that part of your ceremony, you're a coward. Call it hold this piece. You, nice. know, you know what's crazy <laughs> though? Like it, it's 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 important to to look at it. You know when she says the the most poignant thing to me in this is you know i'm always gonna love him from a distance that's incredibly sad yeah i know how that feels and that is why i went to the therapist Mm -hmm. because it felt like it was never going to stop feeling that way and it was probably a significant amount of time after me and this person broke up by the way this is the person whose email i hacked (laughs) whatever um very healthy relationship but it really did help to realize like I wouldn't always feel like that. And then I didn't care what was going on it, with that person. Does it stem from, if you're comfortable talking about this, does it stem from, I wonder, like a sense of um, an almost like internal conflict of, you know, I'm trying to understand why this action took place and, or like something of the, of the yeah. sort, I'm probably not articulating it correctly. Like something of like, hey, like, because there's good and bad times, I suppose, right? Yeah. And it's like, Okay, well, if this happened and I love the good things, is it a, a a internal conflict where you wonder, you know, I would obviously argue unfairly 
you know, what is it about me that makes this happen kind of a thing? And you struggle with that so much that you attribute it to that person, even though it's not necessarily like um, an element of themselves that it, that 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 makes the, the thought process kind of keep reoccurring. Yeah, I feel like in that situation for me, it was very much like I love these things about this person, but like not these other things. But it also for me, it was like I I know that I felt that I had put so much work into this person yeah, right. and helping him grow. Mm. And I was very bitter and resentful that he was going to take those good things that I had helped him hone and then give them to someone new. Yeah. Yeah. And I was pissed, man, mm. like really upset. Mm. And then I realized good for her yep. yeah. good luck yeah. with whatever else is going on and it was easier to let it go when i looked at it that way and maybe he didn't take anything good from you maybe he didn't see? and then you know what i mean like for this girl it's better off mm-hmm. kind of really trying to investigate why she feels so hurt if this person did her wrong and did her dirty is it really just her own insecurities as to why that why is that not me? Why is he choosing her and not me? You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's kind of what I meant yeah. by that. Is it the type of thing where you start saying to yourself, like, do you make it an internal thing, yeah, um, rather than it's about the person, right? Which I feel like, you know, and and I, I've said this a few times, but there's the worst thing that somebody that mistreats you can do is is essentially make you carry that with them. And I think there are certain things that can happen that are really just a you know where where there's context or two sides of things or or there's there's reasons why certain actions were taken that might or not or might or might not be understandable in whatever situation that this is clearly not one of those things so when you get into a situation where you say hey listen if my sister goes to that i don't feel like you're supporting you know would i be upset that you know she's supporting them i agree i i, I don't think it's the type of thing where if somebody crosses a certain type of line and you weren't able to forgive that person then yeah, I think it's fair of you to look at it and say, "Hey," or at least explain yourself yeah. to your sister because maybe that you know you don't know how close she is to the other friend. But I think if you're that close, you're saying, "Hey, listen, I don't want you to walk that same path that my sister went down and whatever." You also kind of want to release him, right? Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Is the other kind of approach? Like, would you be mad at your sister? I'd be like, "Listen, I'm a little disappointed. You know what? You know, I kind of hate that guy. You know, I'm still kind of." In like a in like a tug of war mentally when it comes to what to do about how I feel about him, you should probably not want to be there. But you know what? Do what you want to do? Yeah. I have to. You would kind of have to let him go and kind of accept the idea that he's going to exist and you're going to exist and you might yeah. see him at a Seven Eleven one day. But um, you're better for not being with him. So just kind of like look at it like you already won. Um, also, this is hypothetical. So well, you know, though, I feel like yeah. it's one of those hypothetical questions that's not. I feel like that's one of those little things like, hey, you went to dinner with them and try to be upset. And I, I, I don't think it's got to be a marriage to feel that way, to feel, to want like a sense of loyalty from yeah, but, somebody that you're attached to. But at the same time, it's kind of like you should be loyal to yourself first and you should really be able to kind of step away from a situation that was harmful and be like, wow, that situation was harmful for me. I'm glad I got away. And just keep it moving and focus on why does it bother you so much if she were to go? Like, why does it bother you so much that he is getting married? Does it bother you, hypothetically? And if it does, that's the opportunity for you to look at yourself and be like, wow, like, what am I still holding on to if this person victimized me, you know? Yeah, I feel like it's like a double layered. Yeah. Like, I feel like the the point of upset is the maybe he's going to marry this girl. And then the follow up upset is well, maybe my sister's going to go to that wedding. Yeah. So address the first thing. Try to figure out why you're so upset about 
if he were to get married to someone yeah. eventually, which, you know, might happen realistically. I feel like every relationship, though, like like almost no matter what, gets weirdly territorial, right? And you always, yeah. like, have that fear of, like, okay, what's happening next for them, whether that kind of keeps you in the loop, not in the loop, whatever it is. And in a lot of ways, I feel like that kind of, you know, weighs us down yeah. in, in what's going on. Um, but, no, I mean, I think it's it's – it's I don't know for me it's I kind of do think when you're talking about somebody that's directly related to you it is fair to expect certain things like to um uh if it's if it's very cut and dry right I, th- I think it's fair to expect certain amounts of loyalty and everything else but so many factors kind of play yeah. into it and to your point Urbana what you really got to do is get to a point where you're just so good with yourself that you're allowing yeah. things to kind of um you know, be used as like, you know, inspiration to grow in one way or yeah. another and everything. Because I do think situations like that put you in a spot where, you know, you start to, um, uh, you know, either use, th- use that as that inspiration and stimulation to kind of grow and use it as a, a springboard as difficult as that is. And that's a big moment of overcoming things. Or it's the type of thing that can weigh you down and kind yeah. of anchor you, and you know that's a big decision that you got to make on your yeah. own. You know, but I and think therapy's it, the move. And not for nothing, like if you expect or would hope that your sister would kind of see your perspective, you kind of have to expect and respect her perspective. You know, if you want someone to say, "Hey, you know, this is how I see it, and I want you to see it my way," someone could say, "Okay, well then this is how I see it, and both of us can keep it moving." I don't think. The sister going is disloyal to her. Maybe the sister is being loyal to her own self. You know what I mean? And you have to kind of accept that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good point. Chris just went to the bathroom, guys. Very, very sticky move. It was good. You got one more. You ready? I had to pee. You should go to the bathroom. Now I feel like I had because I didn't talk for a while. You yeah. felt pressure. So, yeah, it kind of felt like address it. All right, dear Abby, love the pod. Long story, made as short as possible. I've been trying to get my husband to go to therapy. I am convinced he's a narcissist. To be fair, I have some trust issues from childhood trauma of my own to work through. We separated recently, and there's infidelity on his end during that time. I guess it was technically wasn't an infidelity if we were separated, but it was still painful. After he asked me to get back together, he apologized for everything he had done. He fed me all sorts of false promises. I'm talking everything from promising weekly dates all the way he would start living a healthier lifestyle. Fast forward, I agreed to get back together with him. We had an agreement that we would each go to therapy individually. We also agreed that we would go together. I started going to therapy on my own, but he refused to go. He kept making excuses as to why he couldn't make an appointment. He actually even lied to me about making an appointment. He told me that to make an appointment for him and he'd go. (laughs) He has plenty of time to do all the things he does. Why can't he just call? I just wanted him to make the appointment on his own. I wanted him to make the effort to fix us. He wasn't living up to his other promises, so I thought the least he could do is follow through with, at this point, was therapy, especially since I was making all the effort. How can I get him to go to therapy with me? I feel like I shouldn't have to force him, right? They should want to try everything, especially after we've already been through a separation. I guess my question is, what do you do if your significant other won't get help, even when you are? Do you think divorce is the only option at that point? Sincerely, therapist. Oh, oh uh, I like that. Uh, you know what? Drag name. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> focus on you, Thera. Just keep doing your thing and keep going to therapy. And 
now you can examine why it is you're looking for him to kind of come to your level. Like some people may not value the therapy. And if he doesn't value what he thinks he's lost by going to therapy to gain you back, then you have to decide whether or not you're okay with that. Like how much do you want to stick around for? Like people will show you who they are. You just got to like stop listening to them and watch. Well, I think there's a couple of things too, right? I think number one, people have also their own ways of identifying or or labeling what effort is. Mm-hmm. And some other people have different ways of expressing that. Going into therapy can also be a very uncomfortable thing if you're not built for it, ready for it, whatever. Especially for men. Yeah. I mean, like for, for me, it was weird yeah. in the very beginning. And Why do you guys think that is? I think it's got a lot to do with, you know, weird, uh, weirdly, I think a lot to do with like culture and even almost like entertainment. And when you see like who are the type of people that go, you're, yeah. you picture a couch and you're sitting down and it's a vulnerable thing. And oh my God, this must mean I'm crazy and whatever. To be honest with you, the most revealing parts of any type of therapy that I've been through, one of the reasons I probably love doing this show so much is it had nothing to do with the responses I would get is the things I would just say naturally out loud. That's you know? yeah. like the best part of therapy is you come to it yourself yeah. just by talking. Yeah. But that's so, the hardest part also yeah. is allowing yourself to sit there and be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. if this is a person who's been, you know, he's, he's fidelity has been an issue and you know, his presence in the relationship is an issue. Those are hard things to face when you're forced to face them, it's easy to face them to the person you've hurt, but it's hard to announce it to a stranger that these are the things I've done and these are wrong with me. You know I, what I mean? I like being like maybe like the like the bad like, like the bad news person yeah. sometimes. Not like being it, but I feel like it's a necessary evil. And like he might not want to be that vulnerable in front of you. Yeah. Like you might not be that com- you might not be comfortable enough to say I'm ready to have this conversation in front of you because there's more things about you that I'm not saying he's right about anything. Yeah. I'm just trying to put myself in someone else's shoes, and it's like I, I don't, I I don't feel as secure in this relationship as you do. I don't feel as open with you as you are with me, and there's things that I really don't want you to hear. And it's not a matter of and again I'm just making some shit up here, but it's not a matter of. Um, oh, we can get past that or come like, no, there's just think we don't, I don't look at you the way you look at me. And that might be the harsh reality of it because going to therapy is not a big ask. It's not like going to, you know, but you're not going to Glasgow. You're getting up and you're going, so you could, you don't have to leave your phone. You don't yeah, have to but be think about room. how daunting that could be for somebody who doesn't want to talk about their but problems. But that's a person yeah. that you, when you go to a, just the reason I'm not married Facts. is I'm going somewhere. I would be I would be with somebody willing to do literally anything that person needs me to do. And talking to a licensed professional isn't exactly being Liam Neeson from Taken. Yeah, but you don't need to go no, do a lot of stuff. But you no. just, if that's what's the thing that's saving your marriage is talking to a stranger, and you can't conquer that fear as a grown man. Then it's not about the strange. It's not about the fear. It's about the person I, you're not willing I'll to you, take. I'll do tell that. you this. I, I'll tell you why I completely disagree, because. Here's that does seem easy, which is kind of the point and and really the like I think the I think that's still part of like brushing, you know, therapy in a way that is um uh 
not fully appreciated and understood of how difficult it is making that decision at the very but, beginning actually is. I'll tell you why. But we're making excuses for someone. He said make well, the appointment. He life. never said yeah. I'm yeah, afraid but, of therapy. No, no, but we're really. assuming that. But, but and also, she doesn't want to make it for him. He doesn't want to go. But yeah. you're also assuming, though, that somebody going to therapy – in the back of their brain, right, they're going to discuss just what's wrong with the marriage. You can have issues that have caused the issues with That's the marriage. That's what Chris is saying. And whatever That's it is, That's the whatever problem. patterns behind that that are deeper than you are willing to confront and you're not ready to go, yeah. Hence, yeah, but I don't might... want to go. So right. why are you using that moment if you're not really comfortable as a label to say, oh, shit, you can't go? Now, is there a difference between certain people that don't want it bad enough? Are there people that, like that that exist? Hell yeah. But that's I mean, why, you know. the fact that he said, if you schedule the appointment for me, right. totally that different. makes it sound this, like he yes. doesn't give a shit. Yes. Right. And he, if he wanted to do it, it he would It sounds to me like somebody that would look at a therapist with his arms crossed, his eyes rolled, and say, all right, yeah. bro, whatever, like, thanks. I'm just here because my wife said so. Right. Yeah. So it well, doesn't, if he said, you know I don't like therapy, you know I'm uncomfortable with the thought, hey, how do, if the question were, how do I, the question sound to me, if you break it down, is how do I get my husband to try? You don't. He has yeah, to want right. to try. And he doesn't seem like he wants to try. Yes. If he said, I'm terrified of therapy and I, and I have deep, deep, dark secrets that I don't want my wife to know, I don't want my kids to know, you, I would respect those boundaries. But make the appointment for me and I'll go, whatever. Yeah. That's just like, well, that's I think just, my, my I'm not brother, here for this relationship. He's not like, yeah, he's yeah. not in it. Well, just keep, but she should, keep, she should definitely keep going to therapy mm-hmm. because yeah. now this is an opportunity for her to be like, why is it that I'm waiting for someone else to be just as invested in this relationship as I am. What am I invested in? And I don't know if I came off as yeah. like a non-therapy person. I'm a huge, I think everyone, you know, no matter what you're going through, happy, sad, whatever, you should go to therapy because it's the gym, right? It's like, I, you know, yeah. you're keeping yourself sharp and in shape, but it's, um, you can't, you can't force someone to be who you want them to be and you can't yeah. expect you out of somebody else. Yeah. I, so like, but I think the broader point that I was making earlier was don't weaponize it either. Yeah. Don't use it as your bar to say, no, you have to do this. Cause not everybody like now look in that question, does this guy seem like the type of guy that's putting the work in at all? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, you know, it is important to keep that in the back of your head because I don't want other people that might be in a situation where, Hey, look, I'm trying to figure something out and someone's facing something bigger and for whatever reason, I'm forcing them into a situation that is actually making it worse. Like, you have know, kids? Did she say? Did she say? No, she didn't say. And you can't force someone to go to therapy for you. He has to want to go to therapy for his for himself. That's, that's kind like, of my thing. Again, same yeah, with the gym, right? Yeah. Chris, you're going to start getting in shape. I've, I haven't been to a gym since on purpose. and I, don't, I just peed in one. Besides that, I, I haven't been in one and I don't know how long. But... I haven't been yeah, in a gym either. You can't expect me to get in shape because I'm in a gym. You Facts, know what I mean? I yeah. have to work out. I have to do the right things. I have to do the right things when I leave the gym. If he's forcing him to go to therapy doesn't make him listen to the therapist. It doesn't make him open up. Right. So kind of careful what you wish for a thing because now it might be a thing. Like, I did it. Nothing happened. What do you yeah. want from me? Exactly. Like, yeah, he's you know. like, you're not going to go to the gym one day and be like, I didn't lose any weight. I did four sit-ups. Where's my, where right. my abs? Like, you know. Right, you have, have a good time. It. Good time. You have to yeah. want it. You're right. I agree. Um, Yo, let us know about the book club. Yeah. Let us know about the book club. Mailbag at gmail.com. We love you guys. We're going to head out to uh, Miami. Woo-hoo. I'm sure we'll have a bunch of fun stories when we get back. Oh, yeah. Nat's not coming. No, I didn't want to go. <laughs> love you all. That makes you feel less bad about not inviting you. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.